This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Chatter365 at chatter365.com. This amazing app that you need for your phone. Get in touch with your community. Talk to people who speak different languages because it has an auto-translate feature, which means they speak their language, you speak yours. It translates to you in between. There's no running to Google Translate anymore. Download the app right now, wherever you get your apps for your phone. It's Meet Me for Coffee. It's a very special edition of the show uh, with a band I, I've, I've previously interviewed, uh, Boba Flex. They, well, they're, they're formerly called Boba Flex. Now they're called The Lonely Ones. It's Marty and Jimmy. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. So, so the, the name, where did you guys get the name from? Uh, we were in a parking lot freaking out because Boba Flex was over. A um, couple people's relationships went into a dumpster and it just kind of came out of my mouth and, and everybody's like, that's it. That's it. We are the lonely ones. It's like we're the touring thing is a blast and I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything, but it, it can screw some relationships up and it can screw some, uh, you, you come home and there's a McDonald's that wasn't there when you left. And there's a, uh, you know, everyone's got babies and, and married and new jobs and, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a play on on the the Bob Seger song. Yeah. So Marty, what what instrument do you play? Are you a guitar or no? Your uh, guitar singer. Guitar I singer. play rhythm guitars and, and sing lead. Yeah. And, and what about Jamie? I play bass and uh, All sing right. bass. Finally, yes, a, good, a good instrument, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I my my old set. Behind me, I used to have a couple of. Uh, I'm a bass player as well, so I had like the Marcus Miller jazz bass, um, the Getty Lee jazz bass, and a few other things as well. So you know, you know, playing music to me, I played in that band for a very long time, and like you said, like people move on. You find the one for you, marry them, and you have a kid, and well, you know, it's over, and 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 hopefully one day you look forward to getting back in the band. But being a band that was well known before uh, as Boba Flex, and listening to your music now. I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, what's the Blackstone Cherry is a very good reference to, to relate your music with because the, the most uh, recent record that they're coming out with right now, I can kind of tell you that you guys sound similar to them. Are they a bit of an influence to you? Um, Not yeah. particularly, but I think that we, th- probably their influences stem from some of the same influences we have. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it, it's, it's, you know, gorilla and man kind of thing. We're There's pretty a common, close. Common yeah, ancestor. We're, we're pretty close to the same area. We're from West Virginia. They're from Kentucky. Our sound guy actually um, did their first couple shows when they were kids. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're the same kind of area, kind of mountain rock, kind of blues, southern rock kind of feel. Um, yeah. I, w- whether I want that in the band or not, it's just part of me, and it just comes through anyway. So. I guess that's how it works. It's cool, man. Like that's a sound that I love. Just the, uh, um, I guess a bit of a Southern feel that I hear, right? It's, uh, it's, it's very good. And, uh, you know, you, you got some praise from us, some of the boys in queen as well. How does that, that feel? Cool. That's amazing. That was, I'll take that to my grave with me. That was, that was something special to hear for his words. You know, he called it magnificent and I'm going to, I'm going to get that printed framed and hung up in my bedroom. That's what I was uh, doing an interview the other day, and, and a guy was asking, "What's the next cover?" And I go, I, "I don't think we need to do any more covers. I think that's that's it." After yeah. um, Brian May said that it was, you know, terrific cover. I go, "Well, write that one down. We can move on." And and you guys covered the the, uh, the Flash and Hero is that those are yep. the song. Yep. Um, 
So how'd you hear about uh, his compliments to you? Shauna O'Donnell. She's the greatest. Awesome. Um, she, we hired her for, uh, to come on the DPR and she's been incredible. She's and absolutely she got, phenomenal. She got all the way to Brian May. I, I can't, I, we've never had a publicist be, uh, she just, I, I can't say enough good things about her. Well, you know, Shauna has been in the business for quite some time. She's just represented a lot of great bands, individuals, and I've known her for probably five years now. And, uh, you know, everybody she sends to me, uh, is a very good quality artist or individual and, and they're good people. And she has a lot of great, uh, she, a great outreach, man. She goes to Nam, she goes to all these places and then she finds the the best route for your, for your music, right. Puts you in publications, gets you on shows like this. And, and, and it, it, it all, it, it, that's the best part, having a good publicist, man, you hire somebody and they do an awesome job. I mean, there's so many uh, low lives in this industry that completely scam you and Shauna <laughs> is not one of them so he's not congratulations on finding somebody who's really reliable man and uh, and and the the lonely ones fuck man when i when i saw the the press release right and she sent it to me and i can only see the the lonely like i'm looking at my on my phone i'm like the the lonely island you know you remember that band <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I, I clicked on it and i was like the lonely ones but i was like i was all Excited! Then listening to your music it was awesome, dude. Uh, it, it very, very happy to hear that you guys were formerly a Boba Flex. I know turning the page is very hard, and having a publicist help you turn that page uh, has probably worked some wonders for you, hasn't it? It really, really has. She's been like yeah. you can tell she you can tell that she really cares. And that was the first thing that we noticed when <clears throat> we started discussing because Jimmy and I were like, "Who do we get? Who do we get?" And we started looking around at bands, and uh, we saw the Black Moods. We're like, "These guys are blowing up. They're everywhere." And saw her name by it, <clears throat> and we thought, "Well, let's reach out to her. We we'll re reach out to other couple other people and see what happens." And she was just she just cares so much. You can feel it when you talk to her, and you can see it in her work, and like. She just sends us stuff every day. We're like, how did you get this done? How did you do this? We're, nobody knows who we are. And, and she's spreading the word like wildfire. And, and I mean, you know, we're, we're sticking with her until, until we retire when we're in our 90s. Well, 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 first off, I think it's, it's who you know, right? It's not how you do it. It's who you know. Yeah, um, exactly. And if you're really uh, reputable or have a great reputation, they're going to take your word for you, for you, for grant. Like, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Shauna said, this, these guys are good. They must be pretty good. I know a lot of uh, label reps and whatever. And when I was in the band, I used to try to submit my, my music to them through uh, Facebook and like Twitter. Like, Hey, you're not a trusted source. I'm not accepting anything. Right. Yeah. So you guys open an amazing door now. So what's the future of the lonely ones? Like how, how does it work now that you guys have turned the page? Well, I think um, broadly speaking, the, the game right now, especially, considering COVID is just putting out content, putting out content, putting out content. Um, you know, the, the money is not coming in from playing concerts. Uh, you're not getting that exposure from opening from for larger bands. Um, so the game is just kind of flex your, your creative muscles, put out as much stuff as you can put out of a high quality as rapidly as you can put it out and show somebody how much you can do on your own. And that hopefully will entice some record label interest to say, man, these guys are doing this on their own with a relatively small budget. I wonder what they can do with our team, our bankroll, et cetera, our connection. And how often do you guys practice? Like every day or? When yeah, we have everything yeah. set up, it's as often as we can, five, six, seven days a week. 
That's awesome. Is that what it takes to keep things solid or you guys can take a bit of a break and come back after two weeks and be right back in the pocket? We don't like to take breaks very much. It's like we don't have regular jobs. So that was something that we, you know, we'd always done as a band. It's like, we're not going to have regular jobs and we need to go eight, 10 hours a day and work, work, work. And like one of the greatest concerts I ever saw was, you know, Tool in 1998. And I was like, if you want to be that good, then you either have to sell your soul to the devil in front of a crowd or you have to rehearse. And so I didn't really want to sell my soul too much. So it was rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And you can tell, you, you start to cut through the, cut through the people that don't want to do that. You, you move past them pretty quickly. And my father was always adamant about the four P's, you know, preparation prevents poor performance. I know being in a band, uh, I'm sure I mentioned a hundred times during this interview, but um, you, you always have those breaks and you go back and it's always hard to get back into the, the mood, into the feel, get tight again. So keeping the the, the oil engine is, is very key, especially because you don't know after this, or I don't know if they're playing concerts in the States right now, but I've seen a few posters. Are you able to go out now in your state and, and play shows or no? No, not really. No. How about no, they're, the they're starting to, uh, they're starting to do kind of dip in their toe into things like uh, seated only concerts where you, instead of buying a ticket, you buy a table uh, or drive-in theater concerts where it's four people to a car and then there's, you know, six or 10 feet over in another car. Uh, and that's not something we're necessarily opposed to doing, but it's really, it's not the same. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not jumping for joy about certain opportunities like that for sure. Oh my God, man. Like, I don't know where this is all going to end up to be honest. Obviously like my platform is a bit different from yours. Um, any band suffering right now, like, you know, especially because I know, I know a lot of the money is made on the road, especially if you have a, a massive record deal, you're yeah. not, you're not getting paid unless you're on the road. And, and a lot of musicians right now are high and dry and looking for their, they're working that job or trying to find that other outlet. So how do you guys stay entertained with each other, especially at this, at these, in these times? I would say um, <clears throat> starting a new band, uh, Jimmy can attest to this, starting a new band, there's a lot of work to do. So we haven't really not been crazy busy. It's just been in a different realm um, with, you know, PR stuff, getting videos ready and, and recording and, and making sure, you know, with Spotify playlist and Apple Music and everything, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of stuff to do and just not all the fun stuff. Um, Jimmy said one day, I thought it was hilarious. He's like, you know, being in a rock band, I never thought I would say the word algorithm so much. Um, so, you know, we're trying to figure out those kind of things and, and what we can do. Um, Cause we haven't really gone, at, uh, you know, out into the realm of looking for a record label or anything yet. That's definitely the plan. Um, but for right now, we're just kind of trying to figure out how to be our own record label and, and keep this thing afloat. And when when COVID and everything opens back up, we're going to be able to hit the ground running. Yeah, man. Uh, so in every one of my shows, I ask every guest, have you listened to Ed? Uh, you listened to Scott Page when I asked him, how do you take your coffee? It's, a, it's called Meet Me for Coffee. You guys drink coffee. Yes. Got mine right here. I know you do. What's in that <laughs> coffee? Uh, have you heard of this thing called Folgers? Yeah. I got that and I got international delight way too much creamer because it's nighttime. I wanted just something sugar. Yeah. 
international delight, which means like you're going to be up through all the hours of the night going to the washroom, dude. Like, shit. <laughs> yes. He doesn't do that. Somehow he can drink coffee all night and then go right to sleep. An uh, entire pot of coffee will fit in that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting a full view of this, but it's, I think it's 38 ounces. Oh my God. You Americans do it all big, man. We're, we're portion <laughs> yeah. controlled here, but like our tits are like double D's cause there's so much sodium in all the food. So <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> what about you, Marty? Uh, I'm a Diet Coke drinker, but if I drink coffee, it's early in the morning and it's total straight black coffee. Yeah, man. You know how Ozzy Osbourne drinks his coffee? How's that? He drinks it black, but at high speed, he'll chug the whole freaking glass. That's what I do, too. Okay. I do, too. I, I, yeah, I don't, enjoy the, I don't enjoy long coffee drinks. I drink it real fast, so I get that exciting jolt, and then I'm, it's on. Well, you guys have the, the last word now. The lonely one. Buy it. Let's let's hear what you got to say to your fans, and then how do you want to recruit the the future fans of the lonely ones? All right, let me go first. Let me go first. Okay. If you like a band, interact with them, talk to them. They'll probably talk back, especially now because it's COVID. We got nothing else to do but talk to people. And buy a T-shirt. Absolutely. Support your local bands, support bands on the road, support new music. Uh, obviously, Spotify doesn't pay their artists properly, but it's a great place to discover music. It's great. Um, yeah, maybe maybe find out where they live and then slip them a 20 or buy a T-shirt. It's kind of less creepy that way. What about you, Marty? Um, I would say we're, we're really lucky in this situation because we did build such a large fan base with our former band and they pretty much followed us over. There's a couple people that were like, ah, I'm not into it, which we expected to happen. Um, <clears throat> but our, our fan base has followed us over and what they're doing, they're, like Jimmy said, they're buying t-shirts, they're supporting the music, um, they're sharing everything on their socials and we couldn't ask for a better fan base. Um, as far as new fans go, when, when COVID-19 is over with, we can get back to normal. We'll see them face-to-face out there on the road, beating the street, shaking hands and kissing babies, and uh, <clears throat> just releasing new music constantly. I think that's what's going to be the thing is, is we're going to keep people excited. Probably once a month we're going to come out with something brand new, and, and probably from here on out. It'll always be once a month there's a new song coming out every month uh, consistently. So um, I feel like you know our fans are pretty awesome. To the new fans, do what Jimmy said. He's a wise man. And don't just support these guys, support every band out there because they obviously need it, man. Like, look, they're all stuck in their studios. They're bored. They want to talk to you, you know? So um, thanks a lot, guys. Let's do it again, man, but in person. Yes, absolutely. I would love that. Me too.